today on The Breakdown. It's a high roller hand from the Jeju Triton big time tournament that's happening, I don't know, somewhere in Asia. And Sam Greenwood, the guy who's been absolutely destroying these high roller events, plays a hand against Daniel Devoris, which really brings up, I would say, maybe a few questions, but one key one, at least for me, which is when is a bluff worth it and when isn't it? And how do you determine that? And how much should you make a bluff anyway? How big should you make it? Really? I understand we have some basic ways of figuring that out. But against the elitist of the elite, how do you make these determinations? We're going to get into all of that right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Yeah, I like I like part of what you talked about the size of of what you're doing as a bluff and sizing in general is obviously what makes no limit hold'em unique versus pot limit games or yep. or limit games and the hold'em element of it adds so many factors because it's such a wide open situation with the board most of the time and that's what I really love about no limit is the evolution of sizing over time that's the most interesting thing to me because that doesn't happen in limit games. Right, it does For happen sure. in no limit games, and sizing has become super interesting recently to me because the high rollers are doing different stuff. They're two and a half xing it in cash games. Sam Greenwood, who's in this hand, we've seen him bet like the tiniest of tiny bets post flop multiple times in tournaments. We've seen Ike Haxton do that as well. We've also seen massive overbets to the the size that doesn't seem to make any sense whatsoever mm. in a lot of situations. And you're just like, what is going on? Does anybody know what they're doing? <laughs> are we just clicking buttons and trying different sizes until we figure something out. Um, Part of what's encouraging about this kind of erratic sizing becoming more popular to me is, I don't know if you remember a couple years ago, there was a no limit bot that was created and the no Laris. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. And didn't it often size just like 20 X just like, like not preflop, like, yeah, like on the river, it would get 17 times the pot and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So from some level of mathematical GTO perspective, there's something to these sizes being profitable, right? And maybe players are finally figuring out, like, we don't have to go by what are, like, the colloquial standards of mm. sizing and thinking, like, a pot size bet is huge anymore. Yeah. Right? So I don't know. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe. I'm sure the best players are trying to take lessons from the GTO bots that destroy them because the GTO bots now finally are beating the yeah. best players of the last, what, year and a half, two years. Didn't used to be like that. But now they, they really are crushing them. And so... And, and the way it works, by the way, is the GTO bot just plays itself, you know, so it just gets better and better and better. That's like how they always train those things to play. And uh, and it works over time really, really well, as we see. Yeah, it's cool. It is. It is pretty interesting. So we're going to see some big sizing in this hand, which yeah. is why I bring that up. We're also going to see who suggested this hand. Jonathan, I'm sorry. It was Max Sawyer. <sighs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. He did it again. Well, I- Surely other people suggested it too, at least. You're like you're like one of those guys <laughs> from when LeBron went back to Cleveland, like LeBron isn't any good. Kobe's <laughs> better than LeBron. That's when he went and to then the he Lakers. He just keeps yeah. on doing it again and again. Yeah. Just keeps producing. And that's that's what Max Sawyer is doing to you. You're yeah. you're Stephen A. Smith. And he, he's <laughs> LeBron. Max Sawyer actually tweeted three hours ago <laughs> upon hearing uh today's podcast that just came out. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, I'm going to die, but it's fine. Okay. In the podcast, we are, we're tight. We, like it was our most suggested hit of 2019 up to that point anyway. And, uh, and so we're going all over all the different names and we get to Max Sawyer and we're named, I'm saying like hall of famer, this guy, holy Kentrell hall of famer. And you say Max Sawyer. And I'm like, yeah, 
uh, you know, and we have our, our thing. Anyway, so Max Scherzer tweeted at us. He said, Jonathan, why won't you let me on the team? <laughs> why won't you be my branch Ricky? I swear I've listened to the whole nitrogen ad for the last year. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's good. That's, that's being a real hall of famer. If you actually listen to every ad, that means it's true. Like, it's true that you get, you get poker guys points for that. You definitely get poker guys points. It doesn't get you in the hall of fame, Max. I'll tell you that, but his body of work gets him in the hall of fame. Jonathan, uh, um, his body of work is, you know, the thing that we use to determine whether he belongs in the hall of fame or not. Yeah. And that is currently up for review. You saying because Max Sawyer is taking brain steroids, he's, you're like a bear, anti Barry Bonds gets in the I'm hall of fame. I'm just saying, did, oh, did, did, did Barry Bonds do legendary not, things? He's not in the hall of fame. I know. Terrell Owens didn't get in the hall of fame his first year either. Yeah. Max. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Max Sawyer. <laughs> nice job, though, is uh, the only person who suggested yeah, this, this is a good, good hand. hand. Right, good let's, hand. Get, let's get into really it. Really good hand. Okay. Uh, we talk about Max Sawyer a lot. I know. It's, uh, he's the new Ben Page. Yeah. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> All right. 8K, 16K are the blinds. There are at least two tables left. Only six players get paid in the $64,000 buy-in. It's an odd number because it's not actually in American dollars. It yeah. is in HK, and it's 500K HK. Um six max tournament got divorce who we've not seen before, but this guy's been on the high roller circuit since 2015. I looked him up. He's got over 7 million in tournament earnings, live earnings, which means he's probably profitable. Jonathan's right. not so sure. Uh, he's probably barely profitable. I mean, eh, maybe not. Maybe he's a loser. I don't know. <laughs> 7.3 million is quite a bit that, you know, it's, you know, it adds up quickly, man. 140 tournaments over the last three and a half years. Bam. If they're all 50 K, you know, and he, then, and he doesn't, hit any of them no no no. if he hits all of them if he hits 7.7 million worth that's that's you're just breaking even yeah i would guess that he also he's got to travel around there's expenses you know freaking room service in these in these high-end cities very pricey in monte carlo a banana to your room is like 35 (laughs) dollars. okay to put it in perspective sam greenwood his opponent has 15 million in, in earnings and he is one of the top earners in the world right now yeah, but I mean, how much has he done in the last 12 months? I mean, a lot of it. Probably like $6 million or something. But that has nothing to do with if he's profitable over time or not. Um, no. No, the $15 million is is more to the point, yeah. for sure. So I don't know why you brought that up. Why I brought what up? The last 12 months. Why are you bringing anything up? I don't know why you're so anti-divorce. He's like your Max I'm not Sawyer. Anti-divorce. <laughs> this is about, I was going to do a Max Sawyer joke, and you, you beat me to it. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'll let you have the next one. No, no, it's fine. All right. So this guy, Divorce, who yeah. we uh, he's like a second-tier high roller. I think he's an actual pro, not like a businessman. That sounds right. Yeah, like he's not like a Greenwood level guy, but he's, you know, maybe a couple things go his way. He is a Greenwood level guy. Sometimes right? it's some, there's a bunch of guys who are just lurking and waiting, and Sam Greenwood was one of these guys until the last yeah. year, right? Where it's like, and things haven't been going their way, or maybe they make a change too. Maybe they figure something out. But I think for a lot of them, it isn't that they figure something out. I think it's just, oh, they run a little hotter instead of running a little colder. And then the world is theirs because they are really, really good. Right. Yeah. All right. So that's who we're dealing with here with divorce. Okay. Okay. Probably. He's got 730K in front of him at the 16K big blind level. So pretty decent chip stack there. Feeling pretty good. Uh, He limps a small blind with queen eight off. Okay. Queen of clubs, eight of spades. Greenwood's in the big blind. He's got 890K in front of him. So feeling even better. What are the blind levels again? 8K, 16K. Thank you. So Dvoris has like almost 50 blinds and Greenwood's got more. Yep. Um, The Greenwood man has the 10 of diamonds and the three of diamonds. Sounds good. How do you, doesn't Sam Greenwood have a brother who plays? What's his name? Phil or something? It's not Phil. I don't remember, but. Do you think it sucks to be that guy? You're like, oh. It didn't until recently. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I think they actually are pretty distinctively different too. I think they look a bit different. They, I know they sound different. Like mm-hmm. Sam Greenwood has a very distinctive voice, yeah. right? Um, with like uh, sort of a lisp, but not yeah. exactly. And uh, I don't think his brother has that. I don't think so. Yeah, they they stand out a little bit from each other, but they were both like doing fine on the EPT. I think his brother was actually more successful than he was on oh, the EPT, really? um, at least for the first several years of the EPT. And I, I don't know, probably. But Sam has obviously ascended. Yeah, and his brother hasn't. Maybe his brother isn't really playing poker anymore. Who knows? One of the first breakdowns we ever did was one of the Greenwood brothers against a yeah. guy named Mattis Murr. I don't think it was Sam. I think yeah, it was, was the, the other. It was the other Greenwood, it's like Daniel or something. Some other Greenwood, Scott. You're just the other Greenwood now, buddy. Sorry. No, that's what happens. Sam's crushing the high rollers. It's so brutal, man. Yeah. It's so tough to be alive in the world. You know, like you. Like, what's it like to be you? <laughs> what is, Grant, I'm talking to you right now. Why, why would you say that? <laughs> like. Uh, Stuff, right? <laughs> but why? You're the other poker guy. <laughs> Max Sawyer gets it. He knows what's up. I don't like you. Oh, right come now. on. You're, you're being, fine. You're being kind of mean. You're and fine. I am the, I'm the poker guy. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so as a heads up, we got divorced with Queen right, Adolf. Right. Greenwood with 10-3 of diamonds. The pot is 40,000 because okay. there's big blind any, of course, 16K big blind. Flop is good for Greenwood. It's 10 of spades, 10 of clubs, 7 of spades. So wouldn't the pot be 48,000? Nope. 8K, 16K, 32K plus. Plus the big blind. Oh, yeah. You're right. Cool. Yeah. Well, they got it wrong then. Okay. Maybe maybe it's just, I don't know why it would be half a blind instead of the full Because it's blind. six max. Maybe they're doing that. Oh, maybe. Maybe yeah. they are. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's assume that's what's up. Anyway, conti- it doesn't really matter. Yeah, 40K in the pot. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. All right. 10 of spades, 10 of clubs, 7 of spades. Monster flop for Mr. Greenwood. Yeah. Divorce checks. Greenwood's going to min bet, bet 16K. And yeah. here's an interesting decision. Divorce calls with queen eight off. Yeah. I mean, he has the queen of clubs and the eight of spades. There's two spades on the board. I don't like this. You think it's just like he doesn't want to be exploited by Greenwood just betting this board min bet 100% of the time? I mean, I guess that's what it is. He's got an overcard. He's going to fold hit when he has two unders a lot. He has, he, has mean, two, he has two overcards to the seven, at least. That's Yep. That's true. That is true. He does have two, and it is as cheap as it gets. Yeah. You know what? Having two overcards to the seven is pretty good. Like, Sam doesn't have very many tens. If Sam's going to actually check a lot on, on most turns, too, right? If he doesn't have it, you mean? Yeah, yeah. If he doesn't have a ten. Even if he has a seven, he's going to check a seven most of the time on the turn, right? You would think so. So, actually... All right, it's fine. It's one bet. It's one blind. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, you're, I come you're around. kind of calling to either catch up or maybe like if the board runs out favorable, make a move if you feel yeah fancy about you it. You may not have to make a move. Queen high, by the way, is often the best hand, and uh, you know you, you may have to make a move on the if it goes check check on the turn. You may bet the river as a bluff so you don't get bluffed yourself. But that's all. Like da- I think it's fine. Daniel Divorce, by the way, Canadian. So oh. that probably has something. to Well, do then with he's it. not going to bluff. No, he's not. They're too nice to bluff. Yeah, they would never bluff. They would apologize before they bluffed, and they don't apologize in Canada. So if you're playing against a Canadian and they apologize and then they bet, they're bluffing. Yeah, but they don't. They don't apologize, and you know why? Because they never do you wrong. <laughs> okay, good. That's by the way a great slogan for Canada. The Canada Tourist Advisory Board. <laughs> Canada, we never do you wrong. Come to Canada. Greenwood, by the way, is Canadian as well. Is there he might, really? There might be some country camaraderie going on in this hand, like or. Perhaps some bad blood. 
Oh. Like, oh yeah, you like it up in British Columbia? You stupid bitch! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you know how it is. Like, yeah. like everyone when I live in the United States, and like everyone in the U.S. is super excited about everyone else in the U.S. You know, yeah. like there's like a lot of regional. I won't call it warfare, but sort of dislike to some degree, right? Yeah. Espe- especially as things have gotten like more fucking polarized people. fucking people from South Dakota. <laughs> Don't get me started on those South Dakota. There's, you know, like bastards, the, the coasts, feel, you know, generally have people think a way about the, you know, the people on the East coast and the West coast, and they think a particular way about people in the South and the Midwest and so on and so forth. That's how it is. So it wouldn't surprise me at all. If people in Toronto, like look down on people from like freaking, I don't know, Ontario. Well, Sam Greenwood is from Toronto. So you got half of that, right? That was a good start. Yeah. I wonder where divorce is from. Maybe we'll get that. Uh, he's from Mississauga, Ontario. Oh my God. I crushed that. How did I do that? But he lives in Toronto. Oh, so, well, maybe that's, maybe that's exactly why Sam Greenwood doesn't like him. He's like, go back home. You carpet bagger. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, (laughs) so the, the, (laughs) what's the board? (laughs) It's 10, 10, seven. Okay. 10 of spades, 10 of clubs, seven of spades. Greenwood's got 10, three. And now, okay, so the pot says 80K now, so they it must have been 48K, and then they, but they put oh. 40K, and then they corrected it. So they realized, oh, okay. Um, so there is 80K in the pot now. There's also 80K nitrogens in my heart. That's a lot of nitrogens, or a very, very large heart, or a lot of small, tiny nitrogens. Yeah. Or maybe the scale is much larger than you realize, and 80K isn't that many. Anyway, the point being, <laughs> Nitrogen Sports Poker Room yeah. is a place that you should put in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> not physically that's nitrogen, too dangerous nitrogen you complete me yeah i had me at you had me at login you had me at two-factor authentication <laughs> nice bitcoin nice. network um and the reason i'm talking about that is of course because nitrogen sports is a bitcoin only poker site and there's a lot of poker sites that operate in bitcoin but they don't all provide the same thing that nitrogen does which is extremely fast withdrawals yeah which is what you want you don't want to screw around but you know what the thing is there's there's news and the news is the incredible march madness promotion that nitrogen is doing that's good as news. we freaking speak march madness of course the college basketball of for the gods yeah like if you're canadian and you're listening think about it as if like it was some sort of waffle throwing contest or whatever you guys do up there. <laughs> anyway <laughs> Uh, you really, that? you really just decided to make Canadians your enemy there. Yeah, huh? I just took them right on. <laughs> wow, uh, it's this exciting another, to see you do this. This is another good nitrogen <laughs> ad. Um, yeah, so March Madness is fun. Tell them about the promo. Right. So one way you can bet on March Madness is something called a parlay. Yeah, and parlays are fun because they pay out real big. So nitrogen has a promotion going on where if you do any four, four game parlay, meaning you bet on four games and you have to get them all right, which is a super fun way to sweat it, you know, and like, I don't mm. watch college basketball, but March madness, I do watch and yeah. cause I'm betting on it and this is a great fun way to do it. Why not do the big payout? You can get in for as little as what is it? 0.2 millibits. Yeah. So that's about 10 bucks, a little bit less than 10 yeah, bucks. Like eight bucks. Yeah. And that enters you into nitrogen's promotion where depending on which team wins the entire thing, what seed they are, Nitrogen is going to give back in bets a certain amount of Bitcoin up to 10 Bitcoin to every participant uh, combined. Yeah, not each, yeah, but, not each. But it means that you'll be receiving free bets down the line. Guaranteed you're going to get some free bets. Yeah, the, at least a free bet. The minimum um, is one pot- Bitcoin pot- if, if right. a one seed wins. Right. Yeah. Um, but but anything else, it goes up from there. And uh, as many as 10 and half the teams are going to be 10 Bitcoin 
winners there. So that's a big deal. They're going to be giving out, you know, like $40,000 in free bets, basically. And all you have to do is do a four, 14 parlay, which is super fun anyway. So you got to get in there, get you some poker. Also, you got to use the link in the description when you sign up for Nitrogen. Um, the description of this podcast, of course. Otherwise, you don't get access to awesome poker guys, events, tournaments, free rolls, all these other things. So do that. Get on there. Get into Nitrogen and sign up for that March Madness. Yeah. Do all that. Right. All right. So... <laughs> 10, 10, 7. <laughs> Waffle throwing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was, that was pretty good. That was pretty funny. Okay. So the pot's 80K. 10, okay. 10, 7 board with two spades and a club. Greenwood's got 10, 3 for trips. And his opponent, Devoris, has queen 8, has check floated against Greenwood here. Bad, bad time, as it turns out, with Greenwood with the yeah. trip 10s. Especially now because the turn is an 8 of diamonds. So that's going to embolden Devoris to think, oh, now I can really just go for my showdown value here. Yeah. Feels pretty good. Um, not really much reason to lead though. No, there's no way you would lead. You would check. Although you expect it's going to go check, check a lot. So you want to give Greenwood a chance to bluff. Yeah. I mean the, the value of leading might just be that Greenwood's going to check back all of his sevens and he's going to have to call with the sevens. If you lead with your eight now. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's true. Um, but if you check, he's going to sometimes bluff his showdown hands. He's going to check back almost all of them, but anything yeah. that's terrible, he might bluff. And if you bet, he's just going to fold most of those, right? Or it could bluff you off whatever you have, by the way, if he decided he wanted to. I doubt he would. Yeah. But. Greenwood might raise if divorce led, but probably not. With, As a bluff? With, I think no, with trip. Oh, tents. with this actual hand? Yeah. With this kicker, I'd be surprised. Also, a straight came in and stuff. I would expect him just to call. He's in position. He's not, anything to worry. He's not going to miss a bet or anything. Yeah. I would be shocked if he, if he, you know, raised personally. Yeah. Well, so hard to get value. Divorce is not going to bet anyway, so we're yeah. not going to find out. He's going to check, and Greenwood's going to continue betting. Do you Good. see any reason for Greenwood to slow down? No. I think he absolutely should keep betting here. So what hands do you think he's betting here? Do you think he's just betting trips and better and bluffs? I think he's betting straights, which just came in, like jack nine. Yeah, trips and better. Oh, trips and better, sure. Um, trip tens, and yeah, that's probably it. Like, if he has eight, nine, which is a which is a nice candidate hand, I don't think he would bet that. I think he would check it back and either bluff catch or bet for value on the river. What if he had something like Queen Jack and somehow was betting the flop and now has picked up a gut oh. shot with two overs? He might continue with that. But the thing is, he's got to be careful. He's not continuing with too much of his bluffs because he's going to have so many misses on this board after he min bets and gets called, right? Yeah. So he's probably giving up a lot, actually, when he gets called on this board. And then the eight comes in where, like, the straight draws all got everyone. Everything has a piece now. You expect you're getting called on the turn. He's probably not bluffing that much, actually, with, with his no equity hands. What about way. with spades where he flopped a flush draw? Do you I, think think, I think I think I think equity bluffs are, are the things he can do. So the semi bluffs like spades. Queen Jack is a pretty good one to bet a little bit more on. But he might have raised that preflop anyway, yeah. honestly. He probably he would. But sometimes he won't. Um, Queen Jack is a good one too. So there's a few things, but I think anything that is sort of a no equity play at this point, like King four off, I think he's just checking. Now I know he's got a little bit of showdown value with that, but not really anymore when the eight comes in after he's been called, like he's really not supposed to have any showdown value really at all. No, uh, not a lot. I mean, divorce obviously has a lot of floats in his range on the flop. I mean, it's so weird to float out of position like that, but yeah, he's obviously does have some. Also, the min bet just like keeps divorce in with so many things. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Anyway, Greenwood is going to bet because he's got the trip mm-hmm. tens. He bets thirty five k. Thirty five into uh, into eighty. Okay, this is a pretty straightforward decision for divorce. Now it's an easy. There's call. no reason to raise when you've hit your eight. I mean, maybe he was planning on check raising the turn some of the time if maybe. it was like a deuce. Maybe he was planning on just check folding because like, yeah, I'll just take a shot here. Yeah. Now that the eights come, he's married to the hand. Yeah. 
Uh, so he calls. I don't see any other reasonable decision that he could make. Agreed. I mean, sometimes just Sam has a big hand like he does right now, and check raising is just a disaster. Folding's a disaster for all the time Sam doesn't have a big hand. It's cheap. It's an easy call. We yeah. can have an, you're going to have an easy check call on the river most of the time with most right. rivers. Right. It feels like the hand's just essentially going to play itself now. Mm-hmm. Where for divorce, there's no real need to seek out extra value, get fancy and try to like lead the river or anything to make sure you get no extra way. value. You can just like try to just take your equity. You know, you like basically you want Sam to try and be blowing you off a seven basically is the idea by the river. Right? Yeah. That Sam's going to. And so Sam would hopefully do that with a with a whole bunch of bluffs like his spades if the spades miss or the queen jacks of the world and things like that. Um, so if the deuce of clubs comes on the river. Yeah. And divorce checks and there's 150K in the pot and Greenwood bets 300K. Do you think divorce is forced to call? I don't think he's forced to call if Sam bets 300K. OK. Um, I think. Two times the pot is a really different spot than what we'd be expecting, right? Yeah. I think I think on a normal bet, a normal bet being like fifty five percent of the pot, between forty and sixty percent of the pot, I think divorce is supposed to call. What about a pot size bet? As soon as we start getting to pot size bets, I think we have to think a whole lot harder about. It. I think against Sam Green, we probably do have to call. Is my guess? Yeah, but you don't like it. I think as soon as you get over betting the pot, you don't have to call again, um, and then you have to really think about what we know about Sam and what we've seen him do. I, when I think about what I've seen him do in big blind situations in these high roller events, just from hands we've done, he can be pretty bluffy and he can really not have it. Like he had a hand against Vogelsang, Christoph Vogelsang, yeah. like just absolutely didn't have it and totally went for it. So that would lead me to want to call more often than not. But there's a point when you, you can't just call any amount as if uh, blindly when you just have an eight here, you know, you have to do better than that because Sam can absolutely have a straight. Sam can have trips. Sam can have full houses. Yep. These so, are all true. We can't just act like those don't exist and, you know, always call. Yeah. And I think if spades come in, you have to consider folding to a normal size bet too. If yeah. you're divorced. I agree. Um, also, like we're going to have better hands in this a lot. A lot of the time, if you know, not always, but some of the time we're going to have a better hand. We're going to have a straight sometimes. Mm-hmm. We're going to have trip 10 sometimes. Um, so I really think we don't have to be like a prisoner to this. I think most of the time Sam's going to bet a normal amount on the river. We're going to call and it'll be very straightforward. And the times it isn't, we should treat him as a special occasion and make special decisions. At least give it, give ourselves a chance to make a different kind that's of a decision. That's a nice. That's a nice life advice you just gave. Just treat it as a special occasion. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you, you bored today? Why don't you treat tonight like a special occasion? You know, make yourself some dinner, have a little romance with yourself. You know, whatever you want to do. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> treat it like a special. Are occasion. you encouraging? Okay, no. It sounds saying. like you are. <laughs> really? I'm, I'm, I'm talking. What is what is your definition of have some romance I with yourself platonic, if it's not self love? I, mean I mean it platonically. Platonically, what's I mean like, what's platonic romance with I mean, yourself? I'm talking about putting on a robe, lighting some <laughs> candles. That still sounds like we're going in a very particular Jergens. direction. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, pot's 150k. Okay, the river. So, sorry. I go ahead. One quick thing to say. So it doesn't seem like this is going to be a very exciting hand. We've just said like this hand feels like it's going to play itself out, but yet it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. The river is the Jack of hearts, which does not bring in spades, but it does put a four straight on the board. Now any nine is a straight. So it's not really a card that either player was looking to see. Um, Divorce is going to check. I don't see any option for him. His hand is too good to bet. So he has to check. He's really hoping it goes check, check now mostly, right? Yeah. He's like, have a seven and give up. Have nothing and give up. Have spades and give up. You don't put Greenwood on a seven too often once he bets no, the turn, though. No, you really don't. So you're just hoping he has spades. The problem is this is the kind of hand he may not give up. This is the kind of board he may decide to 
to continue bluffing on specifically, right? Yeah. When there's a force right out there. So you it get is. a little worried about it. So you maybe you have to call a lot. I don't know. Yeah, you have to start thinking about calling, depending on how he sizes it and stuff. Yeah, Depending on if Greenwood bets. Now, Trip Tens is definitely a candidate to check back for Greenwood. You just be like, okay, I'll just take it if I got it. You know, like I don't need to put myself in a spot here when a force rate's on the board when I have tens with no kicker, trip tens with no kicker. Yeah, at the same point, there's so many hands. Like when you bet, you're polarized here, right? And so you're going to get heroed by so many one pair of hands. And it looks like you're like you're up against a one pair of hand a lot right now, right? It does look like that. So that's good. And uh, why not try and get called by a seven or if the guy is nine, eight, you know, or something like that, six, eight, whatever, jack eight, whatever he has. Like if he, he can have any of those hands, he could actually have queen jack, I, I guess, too, pretty easily if he called with queen eight. He could turn the gutter, yeah. decide to call. Not, that's a little bit more questionable, but he could decide to call for two blinds and then spike top pair and decide to hold on because it's a polarizing moment. So you think it's a slam dunk value bet for Greenwood? I don't think it's slam points? dunk. I think it depends on who your opponent is. But I think if your opponent's got a propensity to hero in these kinds of spots, like the Jason Merciers of the world, I think we should be betting a lot and, and extracting value rather than just giving, like sort of letting them off the hook because they have an eight or they have a seven. And, you know, we feel like against a lot of players, you can't get value. But against the guys who are going to hero, you can, especially on a board like this. Why not try? Yeah. What do you think? I think, yeah, you're probably supposed to go for value, but the problem is what can happen, which we're going to see play out here. Yeah, Because Greenwood does go for value. He bets 75K. And divorced is something very interesting. Yeah. He decides that his hand is not good enough to hero call with. He decides not to fold. He decides not to raise a normal amount. Divorce goes all in, obviously, as a bluff. Of course. For 664000 over the 75K bet. And Greenwood has him covered, right? So yeah, Greenwood really, started wow. with him covered. Wow. So this is an absurdly large bet. Yeah. It's like a 2x pot shove. So a little bit more than that. Big deal here. So This is a pretty interesting move. Um, so here's immediate impressions I have on it from Sam Greenwood's point of view. Number one, uh, it looks like this guy is trying to... like. He's, he's doing this in such a way that it feels like like a nine is maybe not good enough to even call with here because a nine is like chopping a lot. Yeah. So like you're chopping or losing with a nine. That's right. not a good call. Queen nine feels like sort of the bottom of your calling range now. Um, and like full houses and, and the best straight possible are the things to consider. I would be concerned about queen nine even when he makes it this much. Like you may have, you may decide you just have to call. Yeah. But like, yeesh. Not great. Yeah, this is interesting because we've we've seen overbets on this show plenty of times, and lots of times we'll say something along the lines of, "But if he was bluffing, would he would it really be necessary to to put this many chips in? Right. Like, isn't this such obvious value because you don't have to do it this way?" Right. Well, Divorce is proving us wrong here and being balanced and showing us. And I'm sure Divorce is a guy who's going to have it in spots like this too. Yeah. Um. I mean, if he had a full house, I kind of like a shove here because it's right. It's hard and, to get called but, anyway. And, you know, five or six years ago, people were so unbalanced towards value when they did stuff like this. And now it's coming around and people are like, okay, I guess I have to be balanced if I'm going to do this sometimes. It is a huge shove, though. I said I like a shove. I like a, I like a big race. That's yeah. different than a shove. Like, it's 75000 He makes it 670000 664, like, yeah. He could make it 300000 That's a big raise. Yeah. Like, two hundred, like a normal size raise would be like 200, 220. Yeah. 300 is big-ish. It's 4Xing it. 350 is really big. 670 is 670 is like insane. 
Yeah. 670 is like, I have, I have 10, eight. It was a GTO. I, bot. Have, I have Jack 10. He's, he's tra- taking a page out of the GTO yeah. bot. You know, it's, it's humongous. All right. So let's talk about why he's doing it. Okay. A couple of reasons. First, what he's repping. Second, what he's putting Greenwood on and targeting. Yeah. He's repping queen nine or a full house because he blocks both of those things. He, yes. He, he blocks it, queen he, nine with a queen. Yeah. He blocks all of the full houses by having an eight. Kind of has a perfect hand from a blocking point of view here. Right. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean, that's great. But at the same point, Greenwood could have tens full of sevens. Of course he could. He could have tens full of jacks. He could have these hands. You By know? the way, he could have tens full of eights yeah, and tens could. full of queens also. Just because we block it. No, still there's no queen on the board. So. Oh, well, you're okay. Fine. That's how you make tens full eights. You don't need one on the board to make a straight. I don't know if you know that, but now you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, but so the reason he chooses to do this must be that he's blocking these things. Yeah. Problem for him is that like I'm saying, Greenwood never slowed down at any point, so he's completely uncapped. So it's a bit risky in that way. I mean, we, you say he's uncapped. He's totally capped, right? Like, he doesn't have quad tens. He doesn't have uh, jacks full of tens. Um, he doesn't okay. have jack-jack. So, no, he's capped. He doesn't have 8-8. Eight, eight. There's, there's a lot of things we can actually eliminate, which is okay, pretty useful from a combos point of view. Yeah, but at the same point, Greenwood still has quite a few full house combos. Oh, yeah. No, there's no question. He's got full house combos. He has, the stri- he has queen nine. Yeah. Um, he has nines. He has full houses for sure. Now, the question is, how often does he really have those things? It's nice that you have an eight because you block the full houses. That feels more important than having the queen to me. Yeah. But they both feel, having both makes it feel like, wow, maybe this is just like the ideal bluffing hand because I block both things. Right. That must be what he's thinking. Why does he make it so big? Yeah, that's that's the question that we tease at the beginning is like, is it actually worth it to make it this big? Is Is there value in making this play, even if it works this time over time, because you risk so much, you risk your entire tournament life, which is not insignificant. It's 40 blinds, right? I mean, there's this pot isn't that big, right? Yeah. Like one, two, three, four, there's like eight blinds. And then Sam bets another, what, like four blinds, five yeah. blinds at it. So there's, this is a 13 blind pot before he shoves 40 blinds at it. Like if he just calls or folds, whatever he chooses, he's going to have like 35, 40 blinds left. Yeah. Right. That's pretty good. And instead, like, he's putting it all on the line to win this pot right now. Now, yeah. I will say, this should work a crazy amount of the time. An right. insanely high. Because if you're Sam and you have a, let's say you have a nine, you yeah, can have eight, have nine. Ace, ace, nine or something. Eight, nine. Yeah, whatever. Oh, no, you maybe don't bet eight, nine on the turn. Um, queen, no, well, not king, nine. You sure. just bet and then you turn open-ended, right? And then so you bet again and then you get there. Yeah. Um, and you bet again. Can you really call with just a nine for this much? I you mean, have to really know. You, you have to be up against like Victor Blom to do that, don't you? I think you can't on this board because you have so many combos that are better than a nine in your range as yeah. played. So if I assume divorce isn't doing this all the time, right? So he's going to be doing this pretty rarely. And when the combos are available to you as Greenwood that are so powerful versus a nine, like the, all of the full houses that Greenwood could have, which is a significant amount of combos. Mm-hmm. And those are part of his potential range squarely in it. In fact, yeah. I think you can't call with a nine because we're too far low, too far down our distribution for such a polarizing bet. Of course, a nine is going to be ahead some of the time when we fold. And of course, but like, so be it. You know, you just got to let that happen. Now, the fact that we're talking about a nine like this means trip tens with no kicker feels like just yeah. not even a question of right. like you have to fold. And that's what he does. Greenwood does fold. Yeah. But I still, I question the move. I, it worked, but I don't know if this was profitable. 
by divorce. Let, let's ask this question. Let's say instead of making it 670000 you made it 320000 So it's still big. Yeah. But it's not world-destroying. Right. What's Sam calling with what's Sam folding if it's three twenty instead of six seventy? You know, I can't claim to get in the mind of Sam Greenwood, but okay. I would I would probably have the same range. I think it's pretty close to the same. Yeah. Maybe you're calling with a few nines now instead of zero nines. Maybe. Maybe a few just because you feel like you're a little too exploitable based on the size of the pot. Um but you're mostly gonna fold nines because you're just afraid it's a, you're chopping when you're when you're when you call like you're you're one of your best case scenarios, obviously you can be bluffing some, but there's no value you're beating and you're chopping a lot, which sucks to put in a lot of chips and chop. Like we, we try and avoid that here at poker guy central, right? Well, yeah, I mean, but chopping is better than losing. Of course it is. But like if the pot's got, you know, and this, I've been in situations like this in tournaments where the pot has like 400 chips in it. And then there's, you know, like four to five to a straight on the board. And I check and the other guy bets like 12,000. He goes all in into a pot of 400. I just like fold what is almost always a chop because what's the freaking point of calling? Like I'm going to risk all my chips to win 200 like that. I don't care. Like who cares? You know? Yeah. Like once in a while, I'm actually going to have a better, a a straight that's better. And I'll check to the guy and I'll get all the chips. But mostly, mostly I just have to lose that pot. And that's, that's okay. Yep. And that's kind of the situation Greenwood's in here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's possible that 320K doesn't get the job done as frequently because of something that's going on in the high roller community with sizing. Yeah. Where the sizing has gotten big in spots like this frequently enough that that Greenwood would be calling a lot. And perhaps just the fact that the change in stack is so different for Greenwood if it's 320K versus 670K. Like Greenwood still has a very workable stack if he calls 320K and loses. Yeah. If he calls a full all in, he's he's down to a shove stack. So it's a very different scenario, and maybe that is enough to play into the difference in fold equity. I must say that um, what, what's the guy's name? Daniel Devoris. Devoris must not do this kind of play very often because one, uh, like Sam is willing to bet his trip tens here, right? And if this was the kind of thing that was happening a lot, like if Divorce was the kind of guy who was like check shoving a lot on rivers, yeah. scary rivers, Sam would just check and take take his equity, take right. his likely win rather than like put himself in any jeopardy at all, like where he's going to actually fold the best hand and put more chips in, which is of course a nightmare right. scenario. Um, so if divorce is doing this really rarely, I mean, that's so powerful, like as a weapon, like when you do it, it's just going to work. Like it's like, it's like dropping, you know, an atom bomb. Like it's just going to wipe out all life, man. I mean, yeah, I guess divorce. I just don't like the blocker argument as much as my opponent's line being more capped. Like, mm-hmm. If I'm going to choose times to do this, sure, it's good that divorce has two separate blockers in the hand. That's that's nice. They're not like super significant. They're pretty significant, but it's not like a, a hand where blockers play as big of a role as some other hands. I'd almost rather he has a hand like this is a little absurd. Like maybe Queen Ten is too good to do this with, but Queen Ten is like the ultimate blocking hand. Yeah, but maybe it's too good. Maybe it's, you're just like I have to call with Queen Ten. Yeah, it's probably too good. Yeah, so that's so then this is the next best hand that has both those that blocks both elements. I just don't like using the blocker argument yeah. here because Greenwood still has so many full houses that he's going to call with in his mm-hmm. range. I think it's it's. I'd rather choose a spot where my opponent was more capped. I mean, I'm Greenwood has bet on all three streets. Yeah, that is pretty meaningful. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think when he bets the river. Um, my guess is that, is that a divorce thinks like, okay, I'm up against some flushes, some misflushes, 
some trip tens and some straights. That's like it now. Yeah. That's kind of everything. And, uh, and I think I, maybe I can, yeah. And some full houses. Right. And I think I can get everything to fold except the full houses. So probably not the queen nine, the queen. nine. I don't know, man. Queen like nine a is a call. tough spot. When he makes it, it six seventy, it's not easy. It's a tough spot. It's not automatically. It's yes. It feels like you're up against a full house that wants you to have queen nine. Yeah, it really does. He's like, please have queen nine and feel forced to call. You big dummy. You know, that's what it feels like when he bets that much. Yeah. Um, we've certainly been on the other end of this. I know both of us where you bet some absurd amount, like three times the pot on the river. Cause you're like, you just have like, you have a full house here. I know you have to call. And yeah. I've got, and I've got it. I've got right. you beat, you know, and you're just like, you just like, this guy's going to feel forced to call, even though this is way too much. He should maybe, dis- maybe he should think another, maybe he should make another kind of decision. I don't know. Like Sam Greenwood, Sam Greenwood's capable of folding queen nine there for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know though. I don't know if he would or not. It depends on what he thinks about divorce, I guess. Right. Like does, does this guy have any bluffs? This guy doesn't have any bluffs at all. You should probably fold your queen nine because the guy shouldn't really have any nines then either. No, he shouldn't have any nines. So if he doesn't have any nines, now queen nine is chopping or, uh, or, or losing to all value, which isn't any good either. Yeah, and I guess you have enough full house combos, which is my problem with Dvoris's move. Right. It's just I would rather Greenwood be more capped. I, I, I think it's fine to make moves like this sometimes, but I would like... Uh, he was like trying to find a reason. He found a reason. He found a hand with good blockers. But to me, the better reason is your opponent's line and what their cap is and Greenwood just has too many full houses. I don't like it. I don't like the shove. That's my ultimate mm-hmm. conclusion. Mm-hmm. What about you? I just don't think it needs to be this big. I just don't. And I, I mean, I think for value or for a bluff, I don't think it needs to be this big. Um, I think you can size it up. You can size up even more than we're talking about. If you're worried that 320 isn't enough, you can make it 420, which feels humongous. Yeah. Also 420. Yeah. Why do you think I said it? Yo, yeah. Max Sawyer. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but like 420, I mean, how is 420 not going to get the job done almost as well? Like to like, like a 10th of a percentage point. It feels like to the same, to the same extent as like 670. It feels like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe it's a, maybe, but even if it's 2% difference or 3% difference, it's a quarter of a million chips difference too. It's so much. You get to preserve so many more chips. That's well, like 15 blinds. Every time you're wrong, it feels like it's such a no brainer not to make it this much. Now, this guy is a successful high roller. We think, yeah, at least, at least marginally. So, so he probably, he's not an idiot. Um, and maybe he, you know, maybe he does this for value once in a while and just knows he has to have bluffs sometimes too. And so he's like, he's like, all right, this is my balance. This is the time I'm, I'm bluffing with the, in this yeah. spot. Like I have to have one. This is this. I've got block. I'm blocking really well. When I have the full house here, I make, I, this is how much I make it. So I'm, I gotta have, I gotta have a bluff here too. This is the bluff. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the best reason. That's, that's really the only reason to make it this much, but ultimately in a, in a vacuum, you don't like it as that no. much. No, I don't really like value this much either because look what Sam's folding. Yeah. We th- like, I think he probably does have to fold queen nine. Maybe he won't, but I think like queen nine is a legit fold here. A yeah. Pretty legit fold. So now if it's only full houses, like, so cool. I assume we have like Jack 10 or something. We've got the nuts or the effective nuts. And, uh, and we're trying to get called by queen nine or a, a worse full house. I mean, I don't know. Don't we want to size it so we can keep all the nines in? Don't we want to give the nines a chance to call? When you bet this much, the nines just can't call. Sam could have backed into a nine by accident here. You know, made a straight and have to fold instead of giving us value. Like if we make it a normal amount, he's probably going to feel obligated to call. Let's do that. 
Well, he didn't. No. And guess what? He didn't win the tournament. So <laughs> so that yeah. tells you everything you need to know, Max. Sam Greenwood did go on to get second place because of course he, he did. always does something like that. It's another million dollar yeah, hit just, for just Sam Greenwood. Over a million bucks on a 64K buy-in. Pretty good. I don't understand. what. I'm really curious to know what is Sam Greenwood doing differently i want to let's interview him or something i want to find out what i want him to tell us the secrets oh yeah i'm what sure he'll he, do that what was he do what is he doing now that he wasn't doing a year and a half ago if indeed there's anything right i don't know like it's hard to know with like was bonimo doing something different last year that he right. hadn't been doing before is greenwood doing something different now was fader holtz doing something different the year before that right like or I mean, this is just the year of who gets hot yeah and remember the guy, um, Goose, who like dominated the poker yeah, masters. Yeah. yeah. What happened to Steven him? Steven Shalabal, I think. No, was that? no, no, no. no, no. There's the other guy. Yeah. The other S. Yeah. Name. Son, whatever. Sonheimer. Sonheimer. Yeah. Um, and like, we were like, oh my God, this guy. And then we really haven't heard from him since. Yeah. Like, so he like ran pretty hot. He had the, the flashiest flash in the pan of all of them. He, his was like a month instead of a year. Yeah. Well, there's the, the kid from, uh, not, not like around here who like, won the purple jacket the oh, most recent Ali Mistrovich. Yeah. And um, I don't know what his story is going to be. So I'm not. No, he's playing. still he's still on his hot streak. He's still oh, yeah. doing well. Yeah. Okay. So maybe he's doing something really different than what everyone else is doing. Maybe he's just, you know, running super hot. Maybe it's Imsirovich. I don't know. Anyway, it is. It, it is great when you're when you're on one of those hot streaks, which like last multiple through multiple tournaments where like you just get it in with, you know, the coin flip and you just like win. You just always yeah. win. You know, you get it in a little bit behind and you win. You get it in, you know, a fair amount behind and you just win a lot. Or you, when you lose, it's not a big deal. It's like a small loss and a big win. You know, it's like just everything just works out a lot. You know, Running grid feels feels nice. It makes everything feel like the game's so easy. It does. And, and then when you run bad, it's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't understand why I can never win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. supposed to win a lot. Yeah, I don't understand. It, it happens in streaks, man. It's a reality. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I think we're done with that. Yeah. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it.